Hi, welcome to Cheers and Queers Shelter in Place edition. This is a boozy podcast about Black queer life where two noobs try to figure out technology by their lonesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kyria. Recently triggered and recovering, and this is my co-host. I'm Ishoke, who has been managing a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Cheers and Queers. Um, you can use the hashtag Cheers and Queers to follow the conversation. You can let us know what you're drinking while you listen. And, of course, you can talk to other queers. And... How can you support this podcast? This is new, new, shit, new, new shit. information. So um, I'm not going to say it all by myself. I'm just going <laughs> to say if there's anybody just tuning in to us for the first time, usually we're in like a real sexy studio with a live engineer hanging out with us, like making sure our levels are cute. And that time is no more. So we're in the inside um, times. We're in the inside times. We have new equipment that we are learning. Mm-hmm. And um you know, one of us is a freelancer, making sure that she still has some kind of employment. And we're hoping to keep doing this podcast or even, let me say, do this podcast more regularly. More. So, Ashoka, why don't you tell us a little bit about how they can support us? We got a Patreon. Finally. <laughs> yes. I've been practicing. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, so if you go to patreon.com slash cheers and queers, you can support us. The link to the Patreon will be in the show notes. You can also just search cheers and queers or you can search cheers and queers Patreon. All of those things will get you to the place where you can give us your monies. There are several options for that. You can do something as low as $2 a month which means you get this really cute podcast or you can scroll through the other options which have different benefits so that you can participate in this show in different kinds of ways and we can interact with you in different kinds of ways we'll be putting up some exclusive content on there (laughs) Mm, exclusive um and different interactions (laughs) and yeah it's it's really just a way for us to make sure that we can pay the folks who are going to be editing the things that come out of this recording session and continue to support our work in putting together great quality content for you if you don't have the coins if you're like "Mm, this rona girl she got me right You can support us in different ways. The best way is for you to rate us on iTunes. It helps other folks find the podcast. It bumps us up in the Apple podcast searches. And it lets people know what is exciting about this content so that they, too, can come and join in the funsies. Excellent. And by now you might be wondering, well, what is so exciting about this podcast? Let's get into it and find out. (laughs) (laughs) We 
normally have only a few sections or segments on this podcast, but because it's me and Kyria talking to you, we're going to have several. <laughs> San, yeah, sans guest. We don't have a friend today. We don't have a friend today. But we will have some friends who are going to be guest starring on the Cheers and Queers feed. Some podcasts that Kiri and I have been guests on will be showing up on the feed so that you can hear us talk about other queer shit on other people's podcasts and also get into some some new stuff. So look out for friends in a different way. But we want to first do the segment that we always have, which is the Boozy 15. Collectively, I'm sure the world is drinking more booze than probably since the early Middle Ages when beer (laughs) and wine were more reliable than fresh (laughs) sources of water. (laughs) While we all have water, most of us running water in New York, York, because, you know, that's not even a thing for some parts of this country. um, We drank in. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, Kira, you want to talk about what you are drinking? Yeah, we have separate cocktails for the first time because we are not together. And so my suggestion was that we share our regular cocktail. And so I have the thing that I make myself. What you um, can't see is that Kira has it in a monogrammed K glass. I sure do. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm bougie. Now I want one. (laughs) No, seriously. Like, so I got married last fall and we got... We mostly asked for cash gifts because we were planning on buying a house, uh, which (laughs) that's another conversation. But (laughs) but I was like, babe, there's a sale at Will and and Sonoma on these monogram (laughs) mugs. Can I spend some of this cash on these monogram mugs (laughs) or excuse me, monogram bourbon rocks? And Steph was like, what? Uh, Sure, whatever. (laughs) And I was like, great, I'm getting four. So there's also an S one and a K one. That's adorable. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I feel really fancy. But what I'm drinking is my regular cocktail, the one cocktail I know how to make. <laughs> it's called, I made it up. It's called the seven day work week. And it is named after the reason why I started making it. <laughs> <laughs> Freelance life. Uh, so it is bourbon of your choosing. My favorite is um, bullet. I don't have it right now. So whatever. Bourbon of your choosing I do a shot and a half and then shot and a half of seltzer matching it and then a half shot of ginger beer. I don't like it too sweet. I just like a little bit of an edge and then a healthy few drops of bitters. Throw in a couple of ice cubes, swish that shit around. It's excellent. Mm. How about you? What you drinking? I am drinking what's called a BZ's. Um, I don't like gin as much as some other people. So mine is a <laughs> bourbon bee's knees. Um, so it's two and a half ounces of bourbon. Um, I've been drinking Evan Williams cause that's what we got in the house. Real. It is a ounce of honey syrup, but I don't make honey syrup every day. What I do mm-hmm. is scoop the honey out of the bottom. I like you say that, like, I don't make it every day. I mean, sometimes you gotta make <laughs> some honey syrup, right? Um, sure. but never in my life. Go on. <laughs> It's usually mostly for this show. Um, Like whenever I'm like doing fancy cocktail stuff, it's usually for us. Mm -hmm. But if you have a bottle of honey that's been sitting around for a while, the sort of solids that start to form in the bottom of the honey. I have one of those. You can take a a couple spoonfuls of that. You just need like half an ounce. 
and you put that mm-hmm. in a mug and then you put like half an ounce of boiling water in the mug and like swirl it around and it dissolves oh, the honey. Okay. And then you squeeze half a lemon and then you pour it all over a very big ice cube. Um, and then if you're very fancy, you add a sprig of thyme or rosemary. I oh. forgot that. My bad. Oh. Um, so this is just <laughs> you're doing fine. Urban you're doing great, sweetie. And honey <laughs> and a big ass ice cube. <laughs> it sounds amazing. In my aunt's vintage bourbon rocks glasses. <laughs> That's really cute. Cheers to uh, bourbons. Bourbons. Here we go. I mean, you Clink. know what we drink here now. <laughs> well, add in a, a clinking glass sound effect yes, later. Yes, we will <laughs> because someone's gonna help us with that. Hmm. Mine's good, but I want more. <laughs> I've been drinking already. Well. <laughs> Look, listen, it took a long time to plug in all the chords. Okay? So many chords. <laughs> There's literally so many chords happening. So many chords. I might die. <laughs> I might get trapped in my closet and wrapped in chords. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's okay. I have you on video, so I'll, like, text Steph to come and rescue you. <laughs> Great. Please do. <laughs> um, Cool. So now that you know what we're drinking, maybe you want to pause and grab yourself a drink yep. and then come back because we're going to do the one of the segments when I first like conceptualized this podcast, God, years ago, this is a segment that I like hate wrote in to the spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> because that's who I am <laughs> as a person. And it's called fucking spoons. But I think it's actually really important to talk about the way that we are all managing our mental health in the midst of a global crisis, because yeah, it's a thing. It's literally <laughs> just a thing. Like nobody can yeah. say, actually, this is not a thing that's affecting me because they'd be lying. Right. <laughs> Let's just bring that to the fore. In case you are a person who has obnoxious people in your life who are like, Oh, all this free time. I hope that you're doing something productive with it. I hope that you are handling all your business that you never handled before. Tell them to shut up (laughs) because this is literally a global traumatic event. And you might be handling that trauma being super productive. I mean, hello, workaholics. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the club. But you might also need to shut down and that's okay too. So I just want to like say that in case I'm the first person to say that to you that this is a global traumatic event in the literal definition of trauma, which is a threat to bodily integrity yeah. or life of yourself or loved right. ones. That's This is a literally a traumatic event. So, you know, give yourself the grace that you need for that. Yeah. And I think that I have heard a lot of, of back and forth around like, blah, 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 the next great novel, blah, 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 all the art that came out of the bubonic plague. And I've also... Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> you know, but I mean, Whatever. historically, that's that's not wrong, right? Like... Yeah, I mean, okay. It's, it's, it's true, but it's also, like, think about the ways in which when motherfuckers was dealing with the bubonic plague, they didn't know that the whole world was also dealing mm. with that, you know? And I think the the mental tax of not just understanding what's going on with the people around you, but the weight of knowing and understanding what's going on with 
every single country on this entire planet is is heavy, right? That's a big tax. And I want to like echo what Kiria was saying, which is like, hey, if you are like, hello, what gets me through this pandemic is working on the next great novel, go off, Sib. However, if what is actually getting you through this pandemic is being like, I wake up in the morning and I do work or productive things for three hours and then I sit somewhere and breathe for the rest of the day and wait for my body to fall asleep and then I do it all again the next day. That works too. So let me ask you, friend, how's your how are your spoons? Um, You know, I (laughs) fucking hate that shit. Um. And, and as a person who, like, is not chronically ill and does not, like, self-identify as a Spoonie, I actually have been, like, struggling a little bit because I have, in, in the absence of being able to, like, go to my physical therapist and, like, go to the doctor and lots of other things, I've been actually managing a lot of pain and mm-hmm. uh, it sucks. And so I think that I did not realize how much other people were involved in helping me take care of my own body in the like sort of obvious ways of like there's my hair lady there's my nail lady Mm -hmm. there's my eyebrow lady there's um natalie sugaring brooklyn hey girl who um (laughs) who does my fucking sugaring um like all of that right like there are all these people who like help me sort of aesthetically care for my body but there's also my chiropractor and my physical therapist my massage therapist all the people who like my trainer the folks who help me lift weights the folks who teach me pole dancing like the folks who like don't let me like splay my pelvis weird when I am stretching like all of those people help me take care of my body and now I don't have access to them in the same way that I did and some of the tax of of bearing a global pandemic has been showing up in in the form of pain. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting hearing you say that you didn't realize it. I mean, I mean, I, what I hear you saying is you didn't realize the extent to which because you're one of the first people that was actively and proudly used the name my care team. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm assembling my care team. And like you, you and your pursuit of practitioners that either reflected or were allies to your identity that fit within your and and prioritizing them financially so that you had income in order to be able to support that. Like you're one of the first people who really like modeled that in a way that felt like a like accessible in terms of like you walk the walk, but also accessible in terms of like you made it seem like regular (laughs) uh, and, and like so even like necessary and not in a like drudgery like oh I have to find a therapist have to, but like oh yeah and then I'm gonna fill in that hole and I'm gonna fill in that hole like like Avengers Assemble <laughs> like or what that's I'm mixing my I'm mixing my fandom but you know what I mean um, <laughs> but so it's interesting to hear you say that you're having a new level of realization about it because I feel like you modeled it so well before yeah. but you know I think what I realized is I, I I think that I was like oh it'll be fine Like, I have telehealth, I call in to my therapist, I have videos Mm -hmm. to sort of help me stretch and do the things. But, like, 
I didn't realize the extent to which like person to person interacting like and mm. so and 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 the thing that I'm really realizing is like the way that physical touch and people's like literal presence in my space, their hands on my body, uh, that kind yeah. of like correct. And often it is corrective when I think about like dance and training and, you know, things like that. It's like, here's how to how do you keep your body happy? And like so much of that requires a physical person being like putting their hand and like or the way that I learn is, is very kinesthetic. And, and, you know, someone like putting their hand on my shoulder, on my knee to be like, mm, remember that this will hurt later if you don't, mm. you know, take care of it. And and A, like realizing and feeling that whole. B, I also had I had a therapist break up and got a new therapist like right before the oh. shit got real. Oh, really? Yeah, so I only had. Oh, um, shit. I think I actually only had like one or two sessions with her, like in person. Mm before we switched mm. over to telehealth well, we both yeah, talked about how we both hate <laughs> virtual <laughs> virtual sessions right so i thought I, I thought it would be fine and and i like more and more i'm like ugh no like as much of an ambivert as i am like there are are ways mm. in which i really receive like energy particularly healing energy from the presence of other people girl <laughs> yes Yes, yes, yes. Can I? Okay, so I'm gonna segue a little mm-hmm. bit. I so ambivert is is definitely me too. I'm more on the extroverted side, I think. But I I realize as a freelancer how much time I spend by myself at home alone on a regular. So I really do actually need my alone time as well. And so I have, I would say there's a lot of ways that I've been okay. But what I miss is gathering, mm. and what I miss is gathering corporeally like (laughs) gathering where I can like smell other people and like feel their warmth and like but I threw a a couch cocktail party on zoom it was so cute I was and I was really surprised honestly like if you've been hesitating on this if you're listening dear listener and you're like I don't know zoom's so dumb and awkward I don't want to do it for social I did so I I made it like themed just as much as like overdress please because uh, and I invited my friends who are into that and <laughs> and I had my little icebreaker question was just like name pronoun and what the heck are you wearing so English, we didn't do our pronouns we didn't do a check-in I guess this is our check-in, check-in. <laughs> <laughs> pronouns pronouns she her family nasty hello <laughs> um, uh, but anyways I it was low-key enough as that but like people really came ready to show off what they were wearing and people were really generous with the medium and we had my my partner's playing music and we were just talking to shit. And I was really surprised mm-hmm. how much it gave me a like almost comparable dopamine mm-hmm. hit of like actually hanging out with the homies. I was so and this is mind you. So this is my awkward segue into say like my mental health has been really poor the last like four days. I got a really significant like triggering event on Friday, like core issues trigger Mm -hmm. and like fully Saturday afternoon was like crying in the park (laughs) and then but I had already scheduled this event and the folks the people uplifted me in a way that I'm used to only happening in person Mm -hmm. and I felt good for like a good 12 hours and then the shit came back like full force yesterday afternoon and then (laughs) and then I talked to a friend today who is well so let me round out that to say like 
if you've been hesitating whether or not to have like a virtual hang with your friends, like try it. You might be surprised is the is the long and short of it. In terms of my mental health generally and my care team, like I don't have as many like professionals in my life right now, um, though I did go to a showcase gynecologist. And she's amazing. I love her so much. Um, she's so <laughs> great. Anyways, um, <laughs> a black fucking queer I also went to her right before the shit got real and she was like, look, oh. girl, I'm gonna try and rush all your shit because we might have uh, to shut things down soon. She's so I great. Love her so much. She understands so much. She never assumes gender. She, anyways, that's a whole she's other black podcast we can talk about. And she like, and she's a, she's a mom. She like gave birth. <sighs> it's it's a lot. She's amazing. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I most of my care team, quote unquote, is like the homies, and not all homies for all things, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm. I understand that people have their their lanes and I love that. And I have this one friend and she actually got the got the Rona. Mm. And so she was sick until last week, Thursday, in isolation in her home, in her two bedroom, tiny. Like when I say two bedroom, you're going to think, oh, that's a lot of space if you're in New York. No, no, no. Like think smaller than that. <laughs> what are you thinking? Think smaller. Two bedroom, barely no living room, really uh, apartment with her wife, isolating from her wife for two Damn. weeks, like. The struggle, right? And I was like tech support for her every day. And then I was, you know, super triggered. And I was like, I really need some help with this. Can you help me process? And she like, she had just gone grocery shopping and she called me while she was cleaning her groceries. Because (laughs) that's where we are. (laughs) Yeah. And talked me like into the center of my issue in a way that allowed me to like face it as opposed to like just feeling like I was being hunted. This is a long and short way of saying, like, I'm just really, I'm really, really appreciating the people that I have and the way that we're being resilient and adapting to this moment of not being able to connect in the ways that we're used to and just finding new ways to show up for each other, whether it be to party or to process. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. And I'm just, yeah, like, have so much gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I am also very grateful for all of the people who have been thought partners with me on Mm -hmm. how to to do support and like sometimes I have a friend similarly who got the Rona had to quarantine from her husband and her two kids and you know like it it, that meant like we were on the Marco Polo while she was in the hospital like you good girl they they giving you stuff to moisturize your face like, <laughs> you know, like, and, mm. and, you know, similarly, my parents and my sister are in the medical profession. And so, you know, right. like, right. A lot of what I have been doing is like just calling and talking to them and being like, no, you got to tell your boss, like, you need people mm-hmm. ahead of time because you are part of a vulnerable population because, of, you know, my parents case their age. In my sister's case, right. being immunocompromised. Oh, she's immunocompromised and she's in the profession. Yes. Wow. And so, you know, and just like showing up for my family in, mm-hmm. in a new way, right? So like I think that I truly believe that I often take for granted that my family's going to be around, even though I've had lots of like family mm. suddenly not being around trauma. Yeah. And so now... You're big on family. Yeah, and so now I'm like, all right, let me call my little knucklehead brothers and be like, what you doing? You all right? You know, one of them's decided to stay on campus 
and not come home because what campus is open? Uh, there there are campuses that allow students to stay and not go home if they felt that traveling home would be a risk to them. Oh wow, wow! Uh, which is I didn't know that brilliant, right? For campuses, yeah. as opposed to them being like, pack your shit and get the fuck out, right? Um, like NYU. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, so just like checking in, you know, my little brother, it's his first year of college. <laughs> oh man, poor, poor and so he brother. Was, he was like, uh, I'm staying. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, we gonna, we gonna get you up here. We're gonna get you through these finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like, and just talking to my sister, who's a first year teacher, like just talking. Like, oh my God. Um, uh, just like. Talking to my cousins who are all over the, the physical place, but all over mm-hmm. the other yep. places, too. And also, you know, creating these um, these pods with my chosen family. Right. And like mm-hmm. thinking about like, you know, we have digital pods of like Marco Polo groups and like chats where people share information and also chats where people only share memes. And, right. you know, just like showing up for people in the ways that we can. And I think something I'm incredibly grateful for is the way that people have shown me grace because sometimes Mm, I'm like there and I'm on it and I can help process and I can problem solve and I can do all the things. Woo. And then some days, like it'll be like three days and I don't respond to no texts, no Marco Polos, (laughs) no video calls. Like it's all I can do to like get up and show up to work on time and and be sort of minimally productive there right that's all yeah. i have right yeah and like absolutely um and i know uh queen who's over at uh tv queen and jay asked this tw- question on twitter and i thought it was really funny um she was like hey where the couples at y'all okay <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I often think, like, ooh, if I was living alone, you know, which is what my dad is now doing, like. Oh, yeah. My dad, too. You know, my dad is living alone for the first time in a long time. Oh. Like, for years and years, he, like, you know, he, he, we all lived in, like, separate apartments, but he could, like. Yeah. Just walk downstairs and knock on the door. Right. And so for the first time, like, that is not the case. Wow. Um, and so I was wow. like, oh, like, what does it mean to, like, be quarantining? The folks I know who are quarantining alone, like. I couldn't do it. Checking in with them. And then, like, yeah. you know, you and I have a whole other human. Whole other human. And a dog. Pet plus a dog. And I have plus <laughs> a dog and the cat. And <laughs> the pet's been on some shit. <laughs> oh my god i'm surprised we've gotten this far in the pod without you going with, hey you too <laughs> listen listen i'm sure my partner is out there handling that shit <laughs> because she's a champion <laughs> right but yeah and 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 that i i did not really think about what it means to sort of be in in the shits <laughs> Because she's a champion. <laughs> right. But yeah. And 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 that I I did not really think about what it means to sort of be in in the shits with another person without the escapes right. that I normally have. Right. Right. Um, of like pole or pick a workout class or I'm just gonna go 
to your house <laughs> or to mm-hmm. somebody's house or to the park or something. And now it's like, I'm going to the roof. <laughs> Maybe when the sunshine is out, which is never because the ancestors no. said y'all can't have no good weather because when you it's get some cold. good weather, y'all fucking act up. <laughs> how how are you doing? How is the... I mean, we're working on it, right? It means that yeah. like we don't have any... There's no buffer. Yeah. Which has meant that like things that maybe would not have been expedited get expedited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, This is a couple's expedition. (laughs) (laughs) In both meanings of that word. Well, (laughs) um, and like things that like I thought I could put off, I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm also practicing using I statements. Good for you. Um, And, you know, just like really like sitting with like, oh, like I'm a person. I have my own bullshit. Right. And I bring that bullshit to the table. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's that's really what it is. Yeah. We have two other segments, so we might pivot away from this soon. But mm-hmm. I'll just say like I have my own relationship. And also I'm fascinated by the like rapid study in relationships that people are getting right now. Because I know some people that just broke up and so they're living apart from their boo their boo of like let's say 10 years mm. uh for the first time during a pandemic so there's mm-hmm. that i know people that just started dating and ended up quarantining together and i know people that have Woo. been dating and been living together such as yourself but now this is a new level of insideness um and i know some folks who were in the midst of breaking up right and are now <laughs> quarantining together Right. Yeah. And there's this piece we can, I can link to it. This is a, he- a heterosexual couple, but um, uh, yes. a, Are the a colleague... straights okay? <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a colleague that I have, a uh, colleague friendish, she wrote a piece in the, for the New York Times Opinion where she went, as soon as it was clear, she has two kids with her ex-husband who she recently divorced. And as soon as they were like, oh, it's stay at home and you're going to have to take your kids home she was like oh I can't do this without my co-parent he's gonna have to move back in and so she had to move back in exactly with her ex-husband and there's a so we'll link to it I think it's really interesting you know it's you know we can adapt to whatever uh you know maybe different for queer folks but yeah I will say on my note since you've shared Steph and I actually are unusually getting along Now, that does not mean we have not had, when we do fight, which has been like so much less than normal, when we do, it's big, it's core issue, it's like safety strategy stuff and like the ways that we both like uh, counter safety, (laughs) right? Like the big Mm -hmm. one that came, the big one that came up last weekend was Steph's number one strategy when shit is serious is to bring levity. And my number one strategy when shit is serious is to get super serious. You can see where that might go wrong. <laughs> Hello, a water sign. <laughs> right. Seriousness. Right. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but we 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 really came to like we we got through that. It was ugly for a minute, but we got through it to the point of like, OK, let's let's respect and acknowledge each other's strategy, mm-hmm. even as we're asking for a pivot. Like, oh, I see you bringing levity. I understand that. Can we be serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other part of it is we've been getting along better than ever. And literally tonight we were like, why? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is going on? And we can't, you know, where's, uh, maybe I'll stay tuned. I'll give you updates. But what <laughs> I, what we came to right now is like, for better or for worse, for very different reasons, my partner is like introvert to the max. And I am like ambivert, but mostly extrovert. For diff- for opposing reasons, having less outside world is forcing us both to be more present with each other in a way that is actually bringing more attentiveness and patience. Mm. Whereas normally I'm like, scattered to the winds in the stratosphere. Yeah. yeah, just like out here, like, la, 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 la. And Steph is like, oh, overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. <laughs> now we're both like, oh. Hello, you are You are here in front of me. <laughs> I too am here with you. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what we decided tonight. Well, I'll let you know if that changes. Cool, cool, cool. Next segment? Next segment. This segment is one I always was excited to talk about. It's called Foodies. Um, <laughs> You're definitely a foodie and so is your bae. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about what your food sitch has been like while you are at home. Okay, so I'm in a relationship where we both hate cooking. Ooh. And for years we have joked about how we need a third in our relationship who likes to cook. That did not happen before quarantine. So <laughs> Sorry, fam. <laughs> here's the thing this is another revelation so I guess this is a holdover from last relation from last segment about relationships which is we've been together damn near eight years and we almost never eat together we've been living together for five years almost never eat together because we have different tastes different schedules different habits Steph is a I'm gonna be in bed by nine or no I'm gonna be asleep on the couch by nine and up by <laughs> seven and I'm going to be up until two and up at 10. (laughs) So we just do different things normally, but now it's just impractical. We can't like be having totally separate like shopping trips. We can't be like ordering that much or it's not really good takeout around here. That's still functional. So we're eating every dinner together and it's like kind of cute. Um, it's not good food, but <laughs> oh, oh wait, <laughs> no, it's not bad food. It's not. I would say it's not exciting food. It's not. We mm. we will not be in any New York Times feature about best recipes. <laughs> but listen, our spaghetti game is strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have like a couple of things that we both make and like to make. I one thing I like to make is I like to make a roasted cauliflower and broccoli in um, sesame oil with garlic, mm. um, like fresh garlic cloves. So you c- then also, if you make the garlic cloves really fat, you can u- you can spread them on toast later, which is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to make that. And then Steph likes to do all things chicken. So barbecue chicken, chicken wings, chicken <laughs> baked. <laughs> so Steph's the chicken master. And I've been... <laughs> I have been. I have joined the bread craze. I made bread for the first time in my life. Listen, don't hate. I was so proud of myself. Okay. You can go to my you can go to my Instagram and I and I highlighted that shit. You can watch me make bread (laughs) live in action. It tasted like bread, and I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. How about you? What's your food situation like? Uh, you know, my partner and I are both cooks. Um, <laughs> disgusting. We be chef, and by disgusting, I mean so good. 
I miss your food. Um, so we we be in here cooking it up. We have had some food waves for a while. We were I was really into like soups and chilies and stews, and then we got tired of that. She gave up meat for Lent, so I oh. was deep in the finding out how to make vegetarian meals that I would also like, mm. and or finding out how to make a meat meal for me and then a vegetarian analogous dish for her. Oh, yeah. I still have a subscription to New York Times cooking. And so we've been promoting the fuck out of New York Times. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) one day I'll write a tell all about what it's like to work for them. Right. Because you used to work there. (laughs) Girl. Um, So funny. But they have had some very good, like, I don't feel like cooking, but I want good food recipes Mm -hmm. that now I'm like, oh, bitch, I got time. And the way that I will say the folks who built the app, I'm going to give those folks a shout out because they're great. Organize it so that you can search ingredients, right? You can be like, Mm. I got these things and it'll Mm -hmm. show you a recipe that uses those things. So you don't have to go outside. Um, and, and get some some other shit. And so, yeah, we've, we've been in here cooking. Um, we definitely have food in the freezer that we got tired of eating. So we'll come back to it. We've also embraced that sometimes we both are sick of everything and we're going to order. I think you probably have better order options than I do. Ooh, mm. I mean, OK, so like when I order food, I always want shitty food. I mm. always want wings and pizza and burgers and like shit that I'm not going to make at home. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, this is exactly what we've been making at home. Right. Tiffany does not <laughs> like shitty food, right? Like she's mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to eat food, it needs to be very good. And so I think sometimes. So so what's different from you and I is that like Tiffany and I generally eat dinner together. Right. Um, Most most couples do. We are weird. I acknowledge this. (laughs) Eating dinner together is like something that like I got from my family, like even my dad, who's like really weird and would like stand in the corner and eat dinner. He would not sit at the table. Okay. I don't know, girl. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He would just like stand and eat. He would like inhale his food. He's a doctor. He apparently said he learned that from like being on rounds when you have like. Literally 30 <laughs> seconds to eat because you won't be able to eat again. Oh, for my God. His like poor intestines. Seven hours. He also can fall asleep standing up. <laughs> the man. Doctors be do- Doctors can sleep anywhere. It's so weird. They must. Because um, they've got like two minutes to sleep. Right. He literally will like stand up against the wall and go to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, just go. Go lay down. <laughs> like, yes. Like, Steph's sister is a doctor and it's the same. <laughs> I'm like, what? You don't have to do this. So, yes. Eating dinner together for me has always been a big thing. And so I have actually had to get over this, like, mm. we have to eat the same thing. Uh, right? So I'm like, sometimes we don't. We don't have to eat the same thing. We can eat together. We can eat and talk to each at other. Right. We can eat on the couch and watch TV. But we do not have to be eating the same thing. And so right. I think that has been a new thing for me. Also, planning our meals is is a goal I've I've had for a long time (laughs) and we are finally doing it of like you know being like all right this is what we got in the house this is what we're gonna make here's the nights you're gonna cook here's the nights i'm gonna cook here's the nights like planning the week out Mm -hmm. here's the nights it's like choose your own adventure like whatever's in the fridge is what i aspire i aspire um 
And like those things obviously revolve around like when I have therapy, when she has therapy, when we have therapy <laughs> together, when I have like when I'm meeting with my personal trainer, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like all the things like Fridays are very sacred to my partner. So we like do not plan anything for Aww. Friday because Friday is the wild card. And literally her whole thing is like anything could happen. It's Friday. Oh, um, I love that. I love it's that. It's really cute. So like just like internalizing each other's habits and like mm-hmm. her like her she's like okay wings cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like, I, like, I i lost that battle about five years ago yeah she like <laughs> makes wings we bought wings like we yeah. like started exploring other places that we normally would not eat at around here but also she's like all right i guess we're gonna order this bear burger <laughs> that sounds great it's been a journey I feel like we're finally settling into things. I also feel like I'm getting sick of everything. Mm-hmm. I have some yeast. I uh-huh. am not a bread person. I acknowledge that bread is not my ministry. I'll be working on <laughs> making biscuits and also Great. baked goods. Right. Maybe a custard. Maybe, oh. a, you know. Listen, <laughs> I am about to make some lemon custard. Oh, I'm trying to make lemon bars. Oh, let's do it. Yes. All right. Good. Coordinate. Stay tuned. <laughs> yep. We'll tell you how they were. <laughs> I might just make the custard and eat it with a spoon. But lemon bar sound cute too. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, yeah. Next segment? Yeah, let's do it. This is the segment that Kiri and I have both been excited about for a long So time. excited. I can't believe it's... <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. We need some epic music to intro this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe we'll just get the theme song. Okay. Hopefully no one sees us. Um, I mean, that ship is sailed. (laughs) Uh, So this segment is called Miss Frizzle's Corner. And we're going to talk about science. I'm so excited. (laughs) Y'all don't even know. You aren't ready. You aren't ready. (laughs) All right. So the first thing is, like, obviously, hide your kids, wash your hands, etc. And so this is science in the time of COVID. Yes. But the second thing is cats have been able to contract Corona from people. Because we're dirty. So here's the thing. The reason that this is a novel Corona. Okay. I might be explaining science that some people already understand. So, you know, just like bear with me. The reason this is a novel coronavirus is because it transferred from an animal host to a human host. Right. Right. So novel to humans, not yes. to the animal it came from. Correct. Why it is that if you, maybe if you have a pet or if you've been seeing the news, they've been talking about dogs and cats and you should social distance from your pets if you are experiencing symptoms is no. because the CDC and the World Health Organization were not sure if domesticated animals could contract the virus from humans. Right. It has turned out that uh, a while ago... I think WHO reported some findings from a study in China that said Mm -hmm. that cats were susceptible to the coronavirus in that they could catch the coronavirus but not transmit it to humans. That's right. And we now have three cases of reported coronavirus in felines. One, which is a tiger in the Bronx Zoo who contracted coronavirus from a zoo employee. And then two domesticated, like, pet cats 
who contracted coronavirus from their owners. First of all, I'm the cat lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira is also a cat person. and With so, a dog. It's very tragic. Yes, You know, here we are. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that I wanted to sort of highlight was that treat your cat like it right. is a child. If you are experiencing like COVID symptoms, like you, you will also have to quarantine away from your animal, which right. as a mm. as a cat person, if I was sick, the only thing I want to do is lay in my bed with my cat. Right. Right. But I also know my cat has uh, feline herpes and therefore has been struggling with upper respiratory issues for oh, most of her life. Baby. So I know if she got sick, she probably actually would not do well. She's also older no. now. No. So I'm I am also now like one of those people who's fucking wiping shit down <laughs> when it comes in the house because I'm like, I could get sick, but not the cat. Right. And, and let's be clear, cats are more susceptible than dogs are. Yes. So if you have a dog. And this is something that I've been, some people are not following this. And I'm like, excuse you. Not only do you you need a social distance when you're outside, so does your friendly ass dog. Yes. Okay. Don't let your dog While, come up and sniff yes, my dog. Yes. Don't let them touch yes. noses. That's not okay. That's not okay. And I don't know if a dog can give, not, I don't know. Science does not yet know if animals, domesticated animals such as dogs and cats can transmit it back to humans it's unlikely at this point yeah, as far as we no know studies that, that but we don't know that. yet right no. but let's so my friend has a dog and a cat and if she lets her dog socialize with other dogs and they get the rona and they or they have the rona on their their carriers and they bring mm-hmm. it home the cat could get sick and the dog might be fine so anyways all that to say is protect your kitties it's, true. <laughs> it's literally like i literally was like stressed my dad yeah. was like, cats can get the Rona. And I was like, why would you tell yeah. me this? But also- and we'll link to articles about this. There is at least two or three that we yes. can that have like studies. Yeah. Cited. Yeah. My vet keeps sending me like, listen, <laughs> right. Keep your cat safe. But I know something that all people are also thinking about is as more and more laundromats close, mm-hmm. how do I keep things clean? Right. And mm. so, A, I want to like, repeat the thing that I don't think enough people are saying, please, please, please do not mix cleaning agents. Many Mm. cleaning agents, as you mix them together, can create poisonous gases that can kill you. Right. So if you have a 409 Mm -hmm. and bleach, don't mix that Mm -mm. because that is noxious and can kill you. Yes. I would say, and I know people are like, oh, it makes it stronger if I mix it together. And it's like, no, girl. Mm Makes it deadly. It's just going to poison you. So, you know, I also know that people are like, oh, but I make I want to clean my sheets. I want to clean my doorknobs and my light switches. I want to like clean my pillowcases. Right. And so mm-hmm. the thing that I have been doing and I have been following is actually um, this blog called Apartment Therapy. And they have been really, really good about providing options for people who maybe don't have a washer dryer unit in at home. Right. Mm. For like how to clean your sheets and and keep your bed clean, how to um, sanitize spaces, maybe when you Mm -hmm. don't have, you know, because now all the Lysol and bleach and everything is sold out everywhere. So just like if you're if you're a person who's like, oh, I've run out of fill in disinfectant here. How do I do it? I would say check out apartment therapy. They have some really good tips on link to that. Yeah. On how to keep your space clean. Um, the one thing that does clean things that we don't have access to is sunshine. 
Um, mm. And I, I, I think about this often because I was like, oh, normally I would just hang stuff up either in front of the window or on the balcony and it would be fine, right? So like our local laundromat is no, no longer taking drop-offs. And so I'm like, oh yeah, we could just wash the sheets and then hang them up and it'll be fine. But like, it's been cold and rainy and terrible. So that is a, a thing that I am still sort of problem solving. on this. Yeah, end. well, hopefully they'll get better soon. Yeah. Our weather will start improving. Usually around like mid, mid-May it picks up. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to check out that website myself. We are we are trudging to the local laundromat and it's very stressful. It's so stressful. I did laundry two weeks ago so or a week and a half ago. So this weekend, my mm-hmm. time is up. <laughs> but, you know, wearing masks, wash my hands, all that business. It's close enough that like I feel like I can go and like wash my hands in between and like, you know, feel yeah. like, OK. But I wanted to say something also science-y. And, Science. But like on the... <laughs> other end of it which is fringe science or conspiracy theories um, of which there are many many. flying around right now listen i've I've been on a journey with this about being compassionate towards this and so that's what i'm going to try to reflect right now you might be in the camp where you are curious about conspiracy theories or your friends and family are forwarding them to you or you might be a deep believer here's what i'm gonna say i understand I understand, especially for Black people, especially for queer people, anyone who has lived on the fringes of society and knows that people like us have been mistreated by the state for five ever. I understand why we wouldn't want to trust the CDC as a primary source of information, especially when they're working in in collaboration with the literally insane president that we have. So I get it. And I'm not going to I'm not here to like myth bust all your conspiracies. I'm I'm going to say, you know, I don't believe that 5G is causing coronavirus. I don't think that we should inject ourselves with bleach, um, <laughs> among other things. I don't think it was created in the lab. But if you do believe that, I understand why. I understand why people are, are believing that. I, I do have relatives that are anti-vax and I it's really it's complicated, it's stressful to try to engage in conversations around that. I guess I just want to name the fact that, like, I myself, I'm a person who grew up in a lot of unstable ways. And so sometimes I seek stability and sometimes all I can do is question stability and authority. And I think we have to acknowledge that in this moment when so much is shifting about how we understand the world um, and what we understand to be safe and what we understand to be normative and regular everyday behavior that is fine to do is shifting. Like, we might... We might have some theories about other things that may or may not be true. And that's going to come up. And I think it's normal to cycle through those things and to process those things and to talk about those things. I think we should keep ourselves open-minded on both sides just to the fact that we need to discuss those things and talk through those things. And I'm working on that myself, too. Like, you know, if someone comes to me with some theory that I don't believe, instead of being like, shut the fuck up with that shit, I'm going to be like, let's talk about what's coming up for you around that. And let's just hold space for that as we are in a moment of like really learning something new about human biology, about uh, virology, about about social systems and the way it infects epidemiology and all that nonsense. Like we we should be consummate students. We should check our sources. We should double check our sources. We should and we should just be open and curious to each other's curiosities first and foremost. So I'm saying that as a PSA for myself and for y'all, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I spend because I spend time on Twitter, uh, which is 
more and more becoming a strange place. <laughs> I mean, it's always been strange, but it's getting, it's getting yeah. really weird over there. I just I, yeah. I think the like it going from, you know, black folks can't get Corona to right. black folks. Black, is, folks. black folks are, are being murdered by Corona to the exclusion of other people. I, I think that I want to like echo what you were saying, Kiria, of like, let's check our sources, right? Like, let's think about the ways right. that information permeates where the information comes from, who it came from. Right. And do due diligence, right? Because you know me, right. I love being like, and that's why. But, mm-hmm. Same. you know, <laughs> I I am here also for eating my words, right? And for being like, yeah, like, same. I have changed my opinion based on new same. understandings. That's right. Of, 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 of where things are happening. And like, fortunately and unfortunately, we are understanding this virus in new ways every day. For Unfortunately, full stop. We are seeing the ways that um, at least the United States of America is being mismanaged every day. Um, And we need to be, you know, as much as constant vigilance is a fucked up way to move through the world, love Mm. an anxious person. Um, (laughs) I think that being vigilant about the information you consume, pass on, and and engage with is right. is a healthy practice. Right. Like how can we balance vigilance and rest? I don't know. If y'all know, please let us uh <laughs> let us in on the secret. Uh I think that's a perfect time for a toast, honestly. Yes. Um, Which I'm out of drink. Is it okay? Is it legal if I toast with water or should I refill? You should refill. <laughs> okay. Okay, so one thing I am very grateful for is honestly the internet. <laughs> Double cheers to the internet. Because like not Ooh. only does it mean that like I have things that I can escape to, it means that I can connect to my therapist. It means that right. um I can like access things that make me feel better. It it means that I can like think about things that my partner and I can do together. It means I can mm-hmm. make sure my fucks is okay. Um, right. Yeah. And I know the internet is a shitty place sometimes. Yeah. But we could not have done this in 1989. I mean, what? No. Ha- no. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> said to millennials anyways oh gosh <laughs> that's a good one for me i think i'm thinking ugh, I, like i hate myself for saying this like i would i would hear someone saying this on the podcast and i would yell at the podcast like fuck you bitch <laughs> yikes which is listen i'm foul-mouthed and i call myself names so lovingly but i so I'm a creative, right? And I'm not here, but like, I'm going to write the great American novel. Now. Like, I, first of all, I don't have more time than I had before. I'm freelance. My work continues just in new ways that are less comfortable. It sucks. It's really, really awkward. There's so much about this moment that's awkward. I'm extrovert. It's awkward. I'm poly. It's awkward. I'm We fucking... didn't even talk about dating in the Rona. Wow. I mean, what is that? I Who? I don't know her. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of awkward. There's a lot of painful 
like sudden transition. And I also have my, I, I do identify as someone who's chronically ill. So I also have some like fear around like, what if I get sick because I have chronic bronchitis and what if I get sick and, you know, I have, I don't have access to the things that make me feel good because I can't go to any store I want or make someone go, what well, all these things. I guess I'll just say that I'm grateful. Oh, this is so middling, but here it is. <laughs> I'm grateful for the growth that I've had before this moment so that I feel stable and grounded enough to take this and all of the discomforts and invite learning and growth from them. That's real as fuck. I've had a lot of fear in this moment. I had a lot of like trigger. I have had a lot of anxiety. I've had a lot of like sleeplessness and like elevated heart rate and like all kinds of stuff. But like I'm able to like generally bring myself down and go, okay, what, what am I learning? And I, I'm okay. Like some, like let 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 me be really real with y'all. Like, I'm a theater artist, and some shit got canceled. Some shit I've been looking forward to for years. Some shit I've been looking forward to for years. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The yeah. So my 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 dreams are on hold, and I spent a few weeks being really sorry for myself. But I'm actually able to be like, what am I learning from this? And like. What's not stopping is is the creative impulse that's been inside of me since I was a broke little baby girl. What is possibly stopping or at least shifting is the platforms that I've been climbing towards. So, okay, now what? I still have my people and I have the healing and growth that I've done to this point. And I'm, I'm trying to be open to that. And listen, I reserve all rights to be like, fuck that shit that I said last week. But <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. So... Cheers to the internet and cheers to growth. <laughs> clink, clink. Clink. <laughs> All right. We did a show. Take us out. Take us out. We did a show. Mm-hmm. So first of all, use the hashtag cheers and queers and pod in on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends. Everybody at home. Everybody got time to listen to our entire catalog. <laughs> You can meet some cuties in the hashtag. You can tell us what you're drinking. You can show us what you're cooking. You can show us your sourdough starter. Do you it. You can show us the like cooking fails that you've had. I have enjoyed people being like, <laughs> I tried a thing and it was bad. <laughs> um, we are here for successes and failures. That's right. All the things okay. in the hashtag. And then go check out our Patreon which is patreon.com backslash cheers and the letter N queers. Um, we'll, we'll link to that as well. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll subscribe if, you know, at the very least $2 a month. What's wrong with that? Like you could, you know, if you if you ain't, you know, unemployed, which if you are, cheers to you. Um, but, you know, maybe you want to throw us $2. Maybe you want to throw us $10. Maybe you want to throw us lots of dollars. Check us out. Rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment. We do love to hear from you and hear what the show is making you think about. And it helps people find the podcast. And if it's not iTunes, you know, there are other podcatchers. So whatever you're, you know, wherever you can rate, if you can leave us a little rating, we would love, 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 love to get feedback and your thoughts, especially the positive ones, please. <laughs> and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Speaking of feedback... We are going to have a listener survey. So you can tell us oh, about yourselves. Nice. You can tell us about the things you're excited about hearing on the podcast. We are going to have a link for that available to you so that you can you can talk to us, right? Because I think 
or I'm a person who enjoys using data to inform the choices that I make. Nerd. <laughs> the music in this episode was provided by Lee Steadwell, who just released a new album. Go check that out. Boomscat and Abel Shifra. You can find B. Studwell at bstudwell.com. You can find Boomscat at www.boomscat.com. And you can find Abel probably in Gay House. Bushwick. <laughs> yep. Quarantining. Quarantine. <laughs> uh, we are the, a member of the Gifted Sounds Network. And this episode was produced by us, Kyria and... Isha, okay. And we're going to get some editing help from, I think, Lance John this week. Yep. And we engineered this ourselves, all right? Yes. <laughs> Big Our collective ups. femme powers combined. That's right. Put this episode together. So That's right. Holla. Recognize. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace. We out. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com. And I've got a couple questions for you. Like, what is your name?